All right, here we are. Special edition of the No Hangover Productions. Yes, Sirski. You said it right. No Hangover Productions. We do a lot of things over here. Yeah, not just the podcast. A little different episode of the podcast today. A uh, little album review. little album review. Something we've been excited to do for a little while. Something that I think we touched on some months ago. Um, we did more of like an audio review mm-hmm. Review for those of you Tried that listen. a little bit. Yeah, for those of you that listen, we did like a bar review on a Jay-Z song. So this is kind of a extension from that thought, that idea. And uh, we wanted to kind of move forward with it. Change the setup for you guys that uh, pay attention to the normal podcast. You know, we got some some new aesthetics behind us, some good music taste, um, some records that mean a lot of things to us. We got some Michael Jackson up there, some Prince, some Outkast, Conya. You know, we got to have some Yeezy on there. Yes, sir. You yes, ain't got sir. no fucking Yeezy. Fuck is wrong with you? So we definitely got some Yeezy, Yeezy up here. Twice. We got some K Dot up here. Um, I'm sure these are some things that we'll touch on in the near future. Um, but yeah, just to get it started, we're excited to be here. Dennis, I'll let you present us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Dennis. Uh, second time meeting you guys. Episode 100. Go check it out. Made my debut. You sound like the guy from um, fucking uh, Thor. What's the rock guy? Name's Korg. Name's Korg. <laughs> Name's Dennis. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I got I got Jordan with me. You guys all know him, but yes, sir. A little introduction for him as well. I'm so, here, uh, live in the flesh. In the flesh, your favorite host. We're here to talk about uh, Tyler the Creator's new album, "Call Me If You Get Lost." Yes. Um, yes. Very exciting album. Um, an artist I think that we've listened to for a long time. I'm sure you want to give some background and some context on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, before we jump into anything, uh, what is your first time that you heard Tyler? First, like, memory of, like, that whole odd future Tyler thing? My and first it, memory is pretty distinct. Um, I want to say we were in eighth grade. Yeah, we were in eighth grade, and me and a group of friends were at a friend's house, and we pulled up a video called Earl, and... Was, For those, this, was this at uh, Mr. Trevor Sanders' house? No, this was at Nathan Uh-oh. Cagalano's house. Uh-oh. Shout out to Nathan Cagalano if you're watching, and Trevor Sanders as well. We all discovered this together, but we were at Nathan Cagalano's house. And that's back when we used to internet surf like a motherfucker. All the new mixtapes were coming out. It's when Wayne was the shit. So, like, it was important to be on the computer at that point. Yeah, Piff every Friday night. For shit show. So, um, yeah, Tyler, the creator, dropped um, this polarizing character. The first video I ever seen was Earl. And this video is a video of them, like, rapping a very dope song by the name of Earl. But Earl, Earl Tyler, Switcher, for those who don't know. Yeah, the rest of Odd Future, like, they take a bunch of what it seems to be like drugs and, like, blend. Extra materials around the house. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, put it in a blender and grind that shit up and drink it. And they fucking, like, spaz out to start the point. Start bleeding from places. They start, like, bleeding out of, like, it's some real, like, jackass, like, crazy shit. Like, start bleeding from their eyes and, like, pulling their teeth out and, like, their Like, just some crazy they were, polarizing uh, shit to see at, like, 13, 14 years they old. Were so that was my cinematic. first. In- for sure. That was my first introduction to them. Yeah, because Earl is, like, our age. Or Earl is, like, legitimately like I think Tyler's what a year or two older than us Tyler I think's two years and then Earl's like a year older than us but like they were like for all intents and purposes they were our age they were high school age kids right doing high school like beyond high school age stuff 100 percent they were taking drugs that we had never even heard of before 100 percent but were they even really taking no 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 and like they were just painting a certain perception and a certain narrative they made us believe it though that was so unorthodox and so like outside the box that it was 
you had no choice but to pay attention to it in, in, in my sure. eyes. From the aesthetics to the bars to the shit that they were fucking talking about. Yeah, it was a lot of like, I think they would even admit it now. It was a lot of shock value early on. That's how they grabbed people's attention. Yeah. I mean, their biggest video at the time was Yonkers. And that might not even been out. Earl might be before Yonkers. Uh, no, Yonkers is probably first. I believe it is. But I mean, for, on a mainstream level, the first like big moment is Yonkers. For sure. Tyler, the creator up there rapping on a stool eating a fucking cockroach like the shit is insane yeah it's it's wild and uh funny enough what i was going to talk about is yeah yeah earl or french or one of those might have been the first like right. odd future thing that i had heard right um a little bit before i think i'd heard french before yonkers um right. but i remember yonkers came out i don't know if you're gonna remember this but we were at trevor's house Mm-hmm. This might have been after a freshman workout or summer going into freshman year. I don't know okay. exactly when it was. And uh, someone might have asked, like, who's Tyler, the creator? Like, or what's what's with all this hype with Tyler, the creator? Yonkers had been out. And then right. I remember, like, me and you, like, trying to explain to someone, like, no, like, he like he raps. Like, like no, he's really he's good. He's nice, yeah. <laughs> so that was, like, our, one of our first few times like really talking music was that day and i feel like that's like been a part of tyler's career as far as like getting past the craziness and the aesthetics and the flamboyant and out of the box things that he might say or do in videos and really looking at like the music genius that he truly is absolutely and his music is kind of like aged that way if you think about it like it's progressed every I, every I'm, album i'm sitting with the albums in front of me like we talking bastard and goblin the things that we heard first correct very shock value very loud very like but you can tell there's a musical like yeah, creative in there a hundred percent and uh, it was different very different very different and 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 in this space of music especially rap for you to become super popular and develop a strong fan base you have to have something different about you something that is is gonna stick Noteworthy. out amongst your peers mm-hmm. you know what i mean absolutely so he definitely had that part and then going off that like he ends the the quote-unquote the trilogy the first three albums with wolf i think that's the first time he really stepped out of his uh like the shock value thing it was more personal album it was well he was getting in my opinion he was kind of getting away from the odd future thing and kind of cultivating the Tyler the Creator's sound. I would agree with that 100%. Like, it's the first, like, Tyler full <laughs> album. Like, right. I, f- I feel like we know who Tyler is by the end of that album. And essentially, I mean, the Odd Future sound is what Tyler was creating. I, I mean, mean, he's he, producing all of it, so it's was, really hard for it to not be his sound. Exactly. But when, you can see the progression from the OF tape to Igor or to... Call me if you're lost. Like, absolutely. You, the, the progression is insane. For I you. feel like the best example is probably from OF tape, volume one, to Flower Boy. If you just that, think like, about... That five-year run that is? If you just think about the elevation production and bars that he is using, like, he's still talking about crazy shit. That'll forever be who Tyler is. But how he delivers it, the rhyme scheme that he starts to use to production the way it's layered like you can see him start to grow as a musical artist and that's something i've really appreciated about his career yeah uh full transparency i thought flower boy was is the best tyler the creator album i'm right there with you i think that is uh i think that's his pinnacle right now i mean somebody else were actually me and eric y'all know eric (laughs) me and eric were talking about that um actually today and you know we were we were kind of trying to rank this album and trying to see where it falls (laughs) 
in his discography. I don't like doing that with an album that's so fresh. Like we, me and Eric had that conversation with Igor. It's already like, better than Igor, in my opinion. Right, but I, I didn't like want to rank Igor when it came out. Like I didn't want to put it against Flower Boy or all those. Like, right. Just, I'm probably not going to do that with this album until. From a fan pers- from a fan perspective, he kind of gave like the mass the masses mm-hmm. fans what they wanted as far as like the real quote unquote rap album. I mean, he even got DJ Drama to do the the Gangster Grill drop over the horn. Yeah, let's let's jump into that album. a little bit. Let's jump into that. Like the Gangster Grill, like what you touched on it earlier about like being an internet kid, and we are kind of that that internet generation of music mm-hmm. searching like what DJ Drama meant to our generation. Uh, just touching on a little bit, like if you had a gangster grills, like if you were an, a rapper coming up and you like got to the point where you got a gangster grills tape, like you made it, like that was the ultimate cosign in that early, late two thousands, early two thousands. That like, was everything for you in the two thousands, in my opinion. If you wanted to get the streets on a on a real level, then you had to have a gangster grills. There's album. probably not a bigger mixtape moment than Wayne's I don't gangster think, grill run. I don't think you can talk about trap atlanta southern rap without mentioning dj drama no and if you know about the impact that the south had on hip-hop music in that time span even up until now but like where it truly started the gz's the ti's the gucci's the ludicrous like drama is intertwined and suddenly you hear his voice on every one of those big records correct so for Tyler to reach back and go get a DJ drama to put those drops on an album like that shows you his appreciation one for the culture and his appreciation for rap music period. What did you, uh, you're not really on Twitter like that, but did you see the, the Tyler tweet that he made on the, the night the album came out? He, no. uh, he had tweeted in 2010. Oh yeah. You tell me about this. Go ahead. He said, I, uh, all I want is uh, a gangster girls mixtape. Like mm-hmm. that's all I want. Like so right. damn bad. Right. Yeah, so he tweeted after, as soon as the album dropped, he was like, he changed the, he quote tweeted himself and changed mixtape to album. And he was like, done. Mm. So he kind of started to like make little. Make uh, little like, I, but the singles had the... kind of like hinted towards like that was going to happen. Right. Because we had heard. You called had... that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> the first single that came out was. Uh, was Lumberjack? that what's your name? No, Lumberjack. Lumberjack. Lumberjack was the first one officially released uh, yeah. in Side Street, the two videos that came right. out. And he had DJ Drama all over it, and that made you start to... Yeah, so I thought about an interview that I had watched. DJ Drama had had Odd Future. This is for OF Tape Volume 2. This is 2011, 2012 time, mm-hmm. something like that. And he had, he had talked them up, and then Damo and Tyler brought it up that they wanted DJ Drama to yell and host a mixtape for them. Right. And they were joking that they were going to make a sequel to their radical tape, which never came out, but you know, good at least 11 years later that we finally got a gangster girls, Tyler project. Definitely. Definitely. Um, it's one of his better albums. Yeah. Let's just, let's jump into it. Um, overview of the album. Give me, give me your thoughts. Just like, I mean, I think the production level on the album is exquisite and I feel like he gets better every album production wise. And he produces all his own shit for the most part. I think everything but one song on right. one album. Definitely. Yeah. So um, from the production to the bars to the sequence of the album, I feel like it all flows well. I think Tyler does a really good job of making albums that are pretty seamless. 
If they're they are not, press play albums. They are press play albums. If they're not seamless, they they all coincide pretty well. You might have one or two songs that you might can take out of the bunch and be like, eh, I don't know if this truly goes, but for the most part, uh, I think this ten out of twelve songs you're gonna fuck with and feel like they go together say, well. This might be the, his like closest thing to perfect sequencing. Album. Flower Boy. Fla- Flower Boy is like one piece, so I don't exactly. Even, like, I don't think it's hard for him to touch that album just because. The production is so seamless. Do you think and the that, instrumentation that he uses on that album is so elegant. Like, the sounds are so lush that it almost doesn't sound like a hip-hop album. No, I mean, it's very Roy Ayers, Hans Zimmer. I know he worked with them on Cherry mm-hmm. Bomb as well. But right. I think he mastered that sound. With 100%, sure. yeah. Do you think it's because it's his most personal-to-date album? That, like... Not saying this isn't as personal as that one, but to that I point, think this album point. is more retrospective than personal. This is a t- 11-year victory lap. 100%. I think he's kind of like like looking back on old times and, and what he did in his career to take him to where he is now and kind of highlighting those things and also letting people know like what his journey truly was and how long his journey has truly been. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like... This album made me like real like I've I've always known, but when you get a new piece of music from somebody, like you start to think about their past and all their old uh, projects put and you co- into perspective. A hundred percent, and like made me realize how much music he has truly put out since we've been in eighth grade. Yeah, I was the because I was going, I did the same thing, going listening back to all the old uh, albums this whole week, mm-hmm. kind of preparing for this and like looking at his progression. Ambassador comes out the end of two thousand nine, right. And it's crazy that his timetable, like him and Drake have the exact same, like he's in Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, Mm -hmm. like that timetable of class, he's in there. And he's still talked about. But we, for some reason, like uh, when the Mount Rushmore conversation came up, Mm -hmm. we were kind of hesitant to put him in that fourth spot. How do you feel now? I, well, I brought it up. I thought he was clearly that fourth spot. I thought he was above Future and Travis, like as far as. Maybe not as far as impact go, because those two, I think, have a bigger impact on the sound of music around them. But as far as just, if I'm picking four dope artists to represent the decade, there's no way I'm not putting Tyler in that top four. Because this album's going to get nominated for Rap Album of the Year at the Grammys. And it'll be his third straight. And Does Tyler make hits or does he make great music? Doesn't matter. In that conversation, it does, in my opinion. We're talking about Mount He's Rushmore. not going to win a versus through, against those people. He doesn't have 20 hits that are going to compete with. Right. With, so can you put him on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah. The same reason. He's like, more of a cult artist than he is a big time. Not, but the, the same reason you can put a Prince or a, a Beatles or a. Mm, they got. Smi- they the have, Beatles have smashed. Like, let me take smashes. the Beatles out of that. But like, like Prince doesn't have 20. Like the Prince Mike argument is not the, the 20. Well, hits. that's the only reason you're saying that because of the Prince Michael argument. Take it to someone else. Like, there's great artists that don't have the 20 big hits. Like, The Roots are like one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. True. Tribe Called Quest is one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. They don't have 20 hits. They're not outcast. Correct. They don't have those numbers. Right. So they're not talked about in that in that light. But you put Tribe in a Mount Rushmore. I mean, you can. It's so subjective. You can you can run with so many different technicalities. You put Tribe in Mount Rushmore. On a certain on a certain level, yeah, for a certain thing, in yeah. Groups, if you went just straight up groups, one hundred percent, yeah. Tribe is. And you there's not a lot of groups without them. Similar mm. conversation to like similar argument that I'm going with. Their Tyler careers are pretty similar, and if you think about longevity of music, because 
tribe from 90, 91 to about 98 was, they were a topic of conversation. And the Migos have been a topic of conversation for about seven to eight years as well. And we'll see what the Migos, I'm not going to short the Migos. I'm not trying to do that. We'll see what their impact is on music going forward. Music is we hard, especially tribes. rap. Rap music is hard. It's hard to be really great for a long time and super relevant for a long time. Like the lifespan of a rapper is not that long. No. And and that's something that we can bring up about Tyler. I mean, he's been around. Yeah, going circling it all the way back to my point. Right. 09 to now. It's, you know. 11, 12 years of a really good run. Correct. Like like a Hall of Fame. Or great music. Great timeless music. Timeless music. That's, that's getting better every time. And he's, yeah. And he's kind of reinventing. And that's hard to do in, in, in music. It's hard to continue to recreate yourself and elevate. Yeah, I mean, he goes he goes in that class of, you know, the great artists that can do that. 100%. Um, run down the album a little bit. My overview of the album, I think it's the best album of the year so far. I had J. Cole with that number one spot. Uh, yeah. I understand the Young Thug uh, and that album having the number one spot for a lot of people. Slime Language? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't my favorite album of the year. I thought J. Cole's was better, but it's all opinion. Um, I this think for sure takes my number one spot I think right it's now. Battling the J. Cole album, definitely. I think those are the best albums of the year thus far. Um, and it's new. Like I could be... I can't really think of too many other people that have dropped... An album that can be compared to those two. Yeah. At least not at their level. So, yeah, I mean, I think I would agree with you on that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, I almost kind of did say it was better than Cole's album, but I'm not 100% yet because they bring two different things to the table. I did definitively say it's the best album of the year, so I'm not going to backtrack on that. Uh Uh-huh. Um... But J. Cole had a phenomenal album. I don't want really to, I don't want this to be a knock. Off season is an amazing album too. But yeah, Tyler might have him. He just might. Going down the features, 42 Doug. Very uh, interesting. On Lemonhead, NBA Youngboy, and Ty Doll on What's Your Name? Lil Wayne, Hot Wind Blows. Uh Damo on Manifesto. Brent Fias had an interesting uh feature on Sweet. I thought you wanted to dance. Oh, he's on that? Yeah, yeah. He's okay. he's the singer on the back end of that. I okay. Believe. Uh, Daisy World uh, Sorry I'm unfamiliar On Rise And then Uzi and Pharrell And Juggernaut Which of those features We can go through them all If you want We can go through a couple Which of those features Either surprised you Or you know You were most excited about I think the 42 Doug And the NBA Youngboy Features are definitely surprising And I think they're surprising For everybody Because I would agree Tyler doesn't Usually branch out Too far Mm. With features Igor was I think the first time He like well, that had, Playboy Cardi alley But that's that's not surprising because Their of boys. how close he was to that camp. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If he if he has features, it's people that he's kind of close to and has had features with along his career. Right. Seeing Wayne, Frank. Seeing um, Damo on it on an album is not the most surprising. Damo, like that's not surprising. A NBA young boy, a forty two Doug, like you wouldn't expect that because those are not people that he's usually around or Usually makes music with. Yeah, you, know you wouldn't put There's them two different in the same, styles. same breath. Exactly. And let me just say, uh, both of them delivered on on their their verses. Hundred percent. Um, and I feel like that's uh, that's it's to the credit of them, for sure. Forty two Doug and and uh, NBA Youngboy showed up, but 
Tyler being a great artist and making sure they sound good on a on the song that he wanted them to sound good on. Oh, you can tell it's directed by Correct. Tyler. You can tell that he, he had the vision. You're doing this. He might he didn't write their verses, he didn't like do anything like that, no, but, but this he put is it what a certain I want. Way. He made it sound a certain way. And even if he didn't and they just handed him a verse, he might have crafted the song around them, but it in incredible uh right. incredible performance by those two. Wayne I don't think Wayne has ever given Tyler a bad verse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyler always gets a great verse from Wayne. It never fails. I've heard him uh, talk about this before uh, when he wanted, when he was talking about Cherry Bomb, that he wanted, when he asked Wayne, he's like, I want 2006 Wayne on Smuckers. Mm -hmm. And I believe that he's done that for Dropping Seeds and for this one as well. I believe that he like kind of... How do I forget about Dropping Seeds? Dropping Seeds is classic shit I feel like he just asked Wayne for a certain, like, I need this from you and... The response from Smuckers or Dropping Seeds like has fueled how right. he handles it going forward. But right. incredible stuff. Definitely incredible. I would agree. Um, he's always got Skateboard P on there. Um, I feel like that's a great song, a great feature with him and Uzi. I wasn't surprised to see the Uzi feature. Well, um, the, we knew the record was coming before it. Definitely. They flirt with each other on Instagram all the time. So that, He's that, taking Jaden Smith's role. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's not surprising. That Massa, there's something about that song Massa that I really like. The the drums that he uses are so like, they cut through so much and they're like elegant all at the same time. He picked very, very sharp drums on that song. He's, um, he's always been one where he's like, even when he was, cause he's always produced for himself, even on the earlier stuff, it always sounded really good. Like a lot of early stuff, good. like from rappers, like it doesn't like sound the cleanest. Even mm-hmm. like some of our our favorite rappers, like yeah. But his always sounded like crisp when it needed to, kind of like old and dusty when it needed to. He he does a good job of. And I like how he kind of like he's a little reminiscent in that song of what he's done and how far he's come, and he's kind of explaining his progression as an artist and as a person on that song, and the drum patterns and the, fl- the not the drum the. The flow pattern and the cadence that he uses on that song. Like, I don't know. I just fuck with it on a different yeah, level. Yeah, he sets it up. He, like, he has you, like, hanging on every word. I can't describe his cadence exactly, mm-hmm. but, like, every kind of line leads into the next where you're constantly, right. like, hearing harder. Running is, is run it up or running? Run it up. Run it up is my shit, too. Yeah, run, run it up might be, uh, it's definitely in the running for my favorite on the album. It's, that last verse, I mean, the, the two verses are, are both incredible. That last verse when he's, like... Like, just do it. Like, right. don't be afraid to fail. 100%. And what's the, the, um, the Brent Fias song? What's the, what's that song he's on? He's on Sweet and I Thought You Wanted to Dance. The, the, I the Thought You Wanted to Dance. The back end of that, which is the, so it's Sweet and then the back end is I, I thought, thought You, you wanted, wanted to Dance. dance. That Jamaican Insane. sound, sample, whatever he uses is beautiful. Like, the, the fact that he put that shit together. Let you know, like his palette is amazing. His musical palette palette is truly amazing. Yeah, you can see the that sounds from that a, he puts together. You can see that from a lot of like uh, for all you Tyler fans out there. If you ever, ever get a chance to check out the Nardwar interviews, when Nardwar's mm-hmm. just handing him records after records, and he's like able to point oh, out. Oh, he's like, a nerd when like, it comes to music. Truly a music nerd. Like, yeah. hey, I know this song was track number on this album, and it's incredible. This is mixed by, and you're gonna see additional vocals by. Yeah, like, he was definitely a kid that sat in a record store and read like album inserts, and yeah, like loved. Music. He's passionate about it. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, so I love every bit of the album. I don't. 
there's not a song that I don't like. Um, there's not a bar or or instrument that I have a strong criticism on. Like, there's Nothing, just, yeah, there's no sore thumb. There's no, no like ah, you could have mm-hmm. dropped that one. I could. And I think that's a that's a a great description of who Tyler is. Like, he's always going to give you great music, something that you can truly rock with and find yourself with. There's not going to be too many songs or too many sounds on there that you don't agree with. I'm not That's gonna, hard to do in this time, I feel like. I'm not going to say that this album is a classic because I don't do that to albums that just came out. Mm-hmm. But this album has all of the makings of things that... Well, we, I feel like that's what he chases. Like it, it doesn't has chase skits, the mainstream shit. But they're not overbearing. It has his first top 10 single, but it's not corny. Like it, the, the What's Your Name went top 10 this week. Um, first top 10 record, right? First top 10 record in Tyler's career. But it didn't feel like... Uh, although I do agree with you, he's chasing a classic album, and it it doesn't feel forced. It didn't no. like the song did not feel like we were uh, like he was chasing a top ten single. It felt like it, it came very naturally. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I feel like that's just what he does. He just makes great music. <laughs> he's just a naturally great artist. Like yeah. it's it's not too much he has to force. It's not too much he has to think about. He just puts his mind to it, and he comes out with a great project every time. So, um, Call Me If You're Lost is an album that, if you haven't listened to, you definitely should go listen to. Form your own opinion about it. Um, I highly doubt you'll be um, dissatisfied or unhappy with your listen. So, definitely give that a chance. I would say my favorite song on the album right now is Massa. Between that and um, Run It Up. Yeah, I'm gonna go between. Uh, I'll I'll go between Lemonhead and Run It Up. I like Lemonhead too. That 42 Doug verse is crazy. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think you could pull that out of him. Um, real quick as we uh, wrap up here, uh, going forward, what do you want to hear from Tyler? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I feel like he's tapped into so many different things. I feel like he really gave us a true hip hop rap album, like a, a a cult classic in a sense. I know we're not calling it a classic yet, but he's trying to cater to the culture. He gave with, you an album full of bars. Gave you an album full of bars with fucking DJ drama drops all over it. Like, what more can you can you ask for with lush sounds and great instrumenta- instrumentation and great beats? Um, and I would say that's all I really want from him moving forward is great production great records timeless music um at this point i don't see him failing me in that regard because he's done it so many times it's only going to get better so i look forward to, to whatever tyler's going to put out what he's going to do i would like to see him do more features like be on other people's albums yeah i feel like he um he's talked about it. i think he wants to do more yeah i feel like i would like to see him be a little bit more uncomfortable and be on other people's you're saying like not your rockies not not your people like yeah that. i want to see him in somebody else's world you know what I'm saying? And see how well he does with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, other than that, I'm excited for whatever he puts out. Yeah, I, I would agree. I was going off that point. Whatever Tyler wants to give us next. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You know what I really love to see? I would love to see him produce an album for somebody else. Ooh. Like if he did a Drake album. Like he just fully went and produced Drake or, or one of those guys. I feel like that would be incredible. Well, well I mean, he's you know got who he would do a really good album for? Snoop. Uh, no. Yeah, I think I think baby. you can't chase the Pharrell thing too much. If anybody could do it, he can. Right, but like it, it, it becomes 
at a certain point it would become obnoxious how much their pattern their careers kind of coincide yeah but I would love to see him like just step away and be not step away but be full producer for for that would be that would be cool to see definitely all right anything else you want to give to the people um yeah I mean go check out the album like I said form your own opinion let us know what you think deep dive into Tyler's discography if you haven't already um, if you're one of the people have, that have been listening to him since you were um, in eighth grade like us or on his first album, let us know what you think about this album. Um, give your opinions in the comments. Any type of debate, discussion that you guys want to have, anything you disagree with or yeah, you agree with, forth. just yeah, let us know. We, we, we're definitely open to um, any opinions, any open dialogue that we can have. Yeah, that's all. That's all I really have for the people. What you got? This is a. Uh, our first episode of many for the music edition of the no hangover productions. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, give us suggestions, what you want to see us review next, right? Old, new, whatever, whatever, uh, is on the, on the docket. We'll, we'll try and acquiesce to We listen to a lot of shit and we have opinions on a lot of shit. So yeah, don't be afraid Um, to, to leave whatever, whatever music you listen to. We'll, we'll give it a shot. Not only that, we really care about it. Like music is something that we all really care about and, is a big essential part of all of our lives. So you'll see me on here. You'll see Dennis on here. You'll see Eric on here for sure. You'll see Jacob on here. Got to get Ryan um, for Travis. Definitely. Just people that love good music and, you know, want to talk about it. So pay attention. Keep looking for uh, new additions to No Hangover and, you know, new shows, keeping things fresh. Always. I'm excited to be here. Dennis is excited to be here. Yes, sir. First episode. You know the vibes. We out. We out of here. Easy, guys.